Welcome to the Hoops Culture Podcast, where we talk about all things basketball. We got our famous special guest back once again. What's, what's going on, guys? Happy to be back again. Sure. Official associate. He knows Everybody knows the vibes right now. Very cool culture podcast. You know the vibes. Sure. But today, um, we're actually going to talk about something I, um, I actually posted on my Instagram, and I asked people... Uh, specific question: If Kyrie Irving is better than Nikola Jokic, uh, Joel Embiid, and Luka Doncic when healthy, and I got a lot of mixed like mixed opinions. So I want to see like what what your your opinion is specifically, and like you'll obviously what mine see what mine is, and we'll talk Wait. about some other stuff. So Kyrie Irving uh, hasn't been healthy at all for like the past. I'd say four or five years. Yeah. Would you since, say? Since, since about since about since the Cavs day since yeah. the Cavs days. Yeah, he's been like very injury prone to where like, um, I think his only really healthy year was twenty eighteen nineteen with Boston the last year, and it was like a really bad year. So, that's a little different. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. But let's start it off with let's go through who are the players you have. Let's go to the first player, and then we'll we'll give our opinion on each of those players. Because on on that post that you posted on Instagram, who yeah. was the first person? So the the guy on Twitter said, "I don't care what anybody says. Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic aren't better than Kyrie Irving when healthy," which I think is crazy. So first, we'll start off with Joel Embiid. Now, Joel Embiid, I think, is his best argument. I think, or yeah. who he's better than, because if, because realistically, if there was a fantasy draft where your NBA organizations like could pick any players, and you could pick between Joel Embiid versus Kyrie, who would you pick? I don't know. It's tough. I mean, from what for one year, mind you. Let's say every like injuries are turned off, and it's just one year. So nothing about potential. It's just like your ranking in this year is all that matters. It's a one year league. Okay, so who would I pick? I'd probably pick Embiid. You would pick Embiid over Kyrie. Now, I think it also, I mean, that's hard. That's a really hard argument because yeah. Embiid, what he, he, I mean, he's a center, first of all. So what he brings to the game is different. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, taking a, taking a seven-footer, like, adds a different element to the game versus but Kyrie Irving, like, I feel like his bad rep with the media People forget how good he is. I mean, this man is the probably the best ball handler to ever touch a basketball. Yeah, he's a three point contest winner, hit one of the clutchest shots in in recent history. I mean, this hey. man. I think Kyrie Irving is is arguably one of the. I mean, personality conflicts alone, probably the best second option you could have in the league. Yeah, but. Then again, Joel Embiid is a certified first option. Like, yeah, that's what that, that's the issue with Kyrie Irving is his ability. Kyrie's talent, I feel like, is just as high, if not high, like, is in that MVP conversation. But as a number one option, I think that's Kyrie Irving's number one downfall. Yeah, like, I, if I you have like, a team revolve around him, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, he definitely feels. Be- I feel like the best situation he's ever been in definitely was with LeBron. Yeah. Um. I watched a video and it explained. Um. I w- I said just watch the video. You know what Muse Cage is? 
it was the series of videos Kobe did with ESPN. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the one he had about the um the two king system that the Cavaliers had. Yeah, back with him and LeBron, yeah. I think that was a beautiful explanation of it because that in with the Cavaliers, it literally was that. LeBron James was obviously the certified number one bull handler option. I mean, it's LeBron, right? But LeBron is one of the best superstars in history of being able to diverge over to the second option, like letting the second option eat. And when him and Kyrie used to do that and LeBron used to let Kyrie go crazy and then LeBron would just take control when he feels like when he when he felt needed. That's when I feel like Kyrie was really at his most dangerous. But yeah. I don't know if that type of style works with anybody besides LeBron. Yeah. My thing was just that, like, I always I always thought it wasn't going to work out with him in Boston just for the fact that, like, um, well, he did have a lot of guys who were too ball-dominant, like guys who really need to dribble and get, like, get create a shot to score. You feel You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, cause like yeah, it wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah, like you know, you he had in that second year, twenty eighteen nineteen, he had you know him, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, Al Horford, Marcus Morris, like a lot of guys, Terry Rozier, a lot of guys who really need a dribble to score. You know what I'm saying? So where, so do you see Kyrie? Because any winning team, there's going to be other players who are who are who are shot makers, like shot creators, I should say. Yeah. Um, do you think Kyrie is somebody who kind of just needs to be on a bad team where he could just kind of take the shots, he could shine? You know, like his early his early years in the league when he was playing with the Cavaliers before LeBron, like is that the setting where him individually do you think performs best? Or think- do you see him being able to transition to like a big three to where he could possibly – win another championship without LeBron. I think the only way he ever will win a championship is obviously he has Kevin Durant and James Harden now, so, like, it's pretty possible. Not Us really not knowing the fit too well is, like, a huge factor because they only play, like, what, like 10, 10 15 games together? Yeah, I think it was something like 13 or yeah. in that area. And, like, I feel like the only way he could really win as, like, a certified second option is if he has someone like LeBron, like a LeBron-esque player who's willing think, to give up speaking shots. Because Luka was on this list. Do you think Kyrie would be a good fit with Luka? With Luka? Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like that two-king system that he had with LeBron, I feel like Luka would be a... Is When you said LeBron-esque, I think yeah. Luka is the only other 6'8 superstar who fits that. Yeah. Who, who fits that archetype of... That's where I think. That's where I want to see Kyrie. I want to see him play with. Well, James Harden is another great. Is a great person. I mean, they have three superstars there. Yeah. So as we said about the fit, but I do like Kyrie in in a situation like you know where I would have really liked to have seen him go. Where? See, and when Houston was really going for that two guard. Yeah. yeah. Um, with Chris Paul. When they were really living by that two superstar guard setup, I really wanted Kyrie to go there. I mean, I didn't know what the, what you know, how that would have worked with contract uh, and trades and all my that. My thing was just like, yeah, obviously, I think contracts would have matched up well because Kyrie and Chris Paul kind of had the same contract at the time. Yeah, they, 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 he's in that same because they had Chris Paul there, they had Westbrook there, and they had John Wall. 
Yeah. My thing is, is that, like, we've seen, well, Harden now, it's it's different for him. He really didn't get to play with Kyrie that often. And I feel like when they did play together, it just looked off. Yeah, but I feel like it need to find, it, it that comes with time, though. Yeah. Finding, playing with somebody else, especially when you guys are all used to being the alpha on your team, like, over time, they're going to find who gets the ball when, and yeah. they'll just get a natural feel from it. All Hoopers, that's just like Hooper physics, you know? Yeah, yeah. With time comes comfortability with teammates. For so sure. I think that would definitely, but I would have really loved to see him be with James Harden out in Houston where they really had this ball handler dominant offense yeah. that is just pick and roll. Because you have to remember, the NBA is is more than just about talent and height like it is at the YMCA where yeah, yeah. it's about how you fit into NBA system and I think Kyrie Irving's strongest thing is that NBA is a, is a pick and roll league that's the current NBA is pick and roll that's what offense is based off of and when you want a, as a pick and roll ball handler the things you look are the, the things you look for is obviously ball handling ability which Kyrie's second to none sure Arguably ever. He's one of the greatest. He's He is a true wizard with the basketball. I think, I think he is the greatest ball handler ever. Yeah. No, he is. He is. The things you see him do with the basketball is... God, is, just, he's so crazy. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. He does look like a demigod out there. Because, like, AI had the crossover, and that just works so effective for him. But, like, Kyrie has everything. Everything in his bag. Yeah, overall ball control. I mean, I'm somebody... You remember all then, like ball handling used to, is really like something I really I love the art of ball handling. Yeah, I had I had my power hands, which if you don't know what those are, they're the weighted. I know you know all you yeah. have a pair, but it's for the viewers. If you don't know what those are, um, they're the weighted gloves with an, like a anti grip surface on the palm. Yeah. So when you dribble, it makes it slippy, it makes the ball feel slippy, and um, it's it, and it just it makes it makes your really hands heavy. Yeah, it makes it way harder to dribble. So when you take them off, it, it for like a short duration of time, right after you take them off, the ball feels ridiculously like, light, like it's like and sticky, and it feels like Kyrie Irving has that has that same like when you first take the gloves off and the ball feels so different. It feels like Kyrie's in that state at all times. Yeah, and which is which is ridiculous. I mean, I was somebody who prided myself on ball handling, so I could really appreciate a good ball handler and. I've never seen anybody like Kyrie. Yeah. And his ability to score. I mean, people forget. This is what this is there's one seven game series in Kyrie's career that is really going to define him. And I think when they that's LeBron is always going to be LeBron, but he to me in that 2016 comeback was the most impressive player in that Kyrie, series. Kyrie was the most impressive? By far. I think By far. I think it was just so impressive how LeBron really deferred to him, and he delivered. Because there's he a lot delivered. of guys who played with LeBron in, in his career, like, fold under the pressure of just, like, living up to his expectations. Kyrie really did not fold under the pressure. Kyrie looked like... Kyrie, he has that mentality. He has that mentality of nobody is better than him. He yeah. feels like he's the best basketball player on the court, no matter what. And watching that, and, and after that finals, like, I can't say... I can't say because... Who do you say? Joel Embiid, Luka, and who is the other player? Jokic. Jokic. None of them have the playoff. None of them have a championship. Yeah. 
And although you, like people say, oh, you know, Kyrie has his championship is with LeBron, which it's still a championship. And it's still a championship, and this man, this man did not was not just riding was not just riding along with LeBron. He was going against the greatest team, the greatest regular season team of all time, yeah. and he was LeBron's only help. Yeah, and it's like it's different to say like, oh. Uh, J.R. Smith rode off the LeBron's championship because that's the yeah. Kyrie Irving was that solidified is, yeah. too. Like no, because you need more than one person to win a championship, and he Kyrie Irving in Game Five scored forty-one points just like LeBron. Yeah, or was it just whatever it was? He scored forty in Game Five. He was the leading scorer in Game Seven. He hit the most important shot in the series. He yeah. this man was this man <laughs> this man won that championship. Yeah, for he, sure. He earned it a hundred percent. And nobody nobody in that, that conversation has the same playoff credentials as him. Yeah, that, so that's, that's why, why I understand why people say that and I don't brush him off because it's hard to say Luca's better than a man who who won a championship. Yeah. But like my thing is is like as of like right now, because obviously twenty sixteen back then like Kyrie was like a different breed. But right yeah, now who are you gonna like who would you who trust? Who am I taking? Who would you trust? Like, in my opinion, I def- I'm definitely taking Nikola Jokic, generational talent. So you're telling me this. It's it's game seven of the playoffs, and you're a superstar, and you have one superstar on your team. You're going to tell me you feel like your team is in better hands with, with Joker or Kyrie? Because hmm. here's, here's what a lot of people don't understand. Big games are defined by the person who could get a bucket. There's two minutes left, and we need a bucket. Kyrie Irving, I'm confident in him getting that bucket. No matter who's on the other team, no matter who's guarding him, I'm confident he's going to come down and get that bucket. True. He is he, like the amount of people who have that. I have that same confidence in when it comes to get that clutch game bucket. I feel like only people who are up there with him are like KD. I'd say, uh, would you put LeBron up there? Yeah, I would, yeah obviously, I would, put, I would have this, you know, greater trust in LeBron. Damian Lillard is up there for getting that getting that clutch endgame bucket. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would, Chris I, Middleton is up there. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's a killer. Chris, he is. He is, a, as far as hitting clutch shots, yes. But I'm talking about five minutes left. Two point game, and you need you need your superstar to take over. I mean, what my thing is with Embiid, we haven't really seen them do that because a lot of the times they'll have you know Ben Simmons um, in the game, which kind of like limits Embiid to do stuff in the fifth because most of the time it's just doubles on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I feel like that alone, I would t- if I would take Kyrie over Embiid any game. Five minutes left. My team is being led by one of those so, two superstars. So clutch stars. time, you're saying. Huh? Clutch time, you're saying, right? Superstar time. Okay. <laughs> superstar time. Last five minutes. Superstar time. Because if we're, be- if we're basing off talent and career and all that, you can't just you can't brush over Kyrie. Kyrie has more has more accolades. He has more exp- like he has more. He served his time in the league, and he's as talented as anybody. So you can't say that. We're talking about times where your superstar really needs to come in clutch i'm taking i'm taking Kyrie actually probably out of that list you think? I, I could understand why he said Kyrie. yeah i mean my thing is just like 
as a number one option, I'm definitely taking I'm definitely taking Luca or or Jokic. Like like let's say if it's like a full season, you want him for a full season. I'm taking Jokic or or Luca over him. I don't know about Embiid. Embiid and Kyrie is a lot like closer, but as you were saying, like the superstar time, five minutes left. Yeah, I agree. I'd probably take Kyrie over them. I agree with that. Okay, I can I can, I can hear Joker. Joker, I can hear Luca. Now let me, let me ask one more question before we get off this Kyrie topic. What's up? Where do you rank him in all time? As now we're not talking about their individual careers. We're talking about one playing with LeBron. Where do you rank him? One what? or two? He's up there with D Wade, really. Oh, and AD. Where do you rank him as all time LeBron teammates? Where do you put Kyrie up there? That's tough. Bro, that is tough because I, I'm not really gonna count AD. He's only been with him two years, so like that's a yeah. But he has a championship with him. Yeah, true. So he has a, he has one championship. Kyrie Obviously, the Heat one, and them have two. two. I don't know. I feel like bro, D Wade, man, D Wade and D Wade, Kyrie. <laughs> Out of D Wade, Kyrie. And Anthony Davis, tell me, Alton, who are you picking? And you are LeBron, and you're going into the finals, right? Who are you taking with you to war? All in prime, all, all the all the players that you played with, like in yeah, their and they're pro- in their played. championship years, in the years that they won the okay. championships with LeBron. So, so let's so, say 2012 Wade, 2016 yeah. Kyrie, 2020 AD. Yes, shit, bro. <laughs> that tough. I feel like is the because. Because because Kyrie arguably gave the greatest performance next to him. Yeah, oh, man, that's AD, just, bro. AD arguably had the Finals MVP. Yeah, and Anthony. Yeah, but Anthony Davis. Then again, like when Anthony Davis is healthy, he's another one where when healthy is a real yeah. problem. Oh, man, or you could take or tough. Dwayne Wade, <laughs> Dwayne bro. Wade, the man who won it without LeBron. <laughs> yeah, the only I mean, person with a championship without LeBron. Shit. Oh. God, that's tough. <laughs> Low, bro. Honestly, thinking about it, I'd I'd probably I'd probably take Wade. You would take Wade. I mean, Wade is who I wanted, like who I'm trusting in too. But at the because because 2016 Kyrie though. Wait, uh, wait. Are you saying like let's say Game Seven, you have to pick one of them up? Well, let's say it's the NBA Finals, right? I like guess okay. the whole series, the whole final oh, series. The whole series. Yo, that might change my answer. The whole series, you know, pre-game one, you have to pick one of them. Man, I'm honestly, bro. Yo, a- AD was a killer in the final series. The whole series. Anthony Davis. And and mind you, which player you pick depends what player, what LeBron you're gonna get, because you know, because well, like I'm not saying. Well, let's say we'll. we'll We'll say we get the same LeBron for all of them, but I feel like LeBron playing with Anthony Davis is going to play different than obviously with Kevin. Well, and I said Kevin with Kyrie Irving or yeah. Dwayne. Sheesh. Honestly, yeah, I, I think I might have to keep D Wade. I think D Wade the entire series, like especially in two thousand, let's say two thousand twelve, D Wade dominated it, like really dominated with LeBron. Deferred. Yeah, him and LeBron is a is a is a lethal duo. And he deferred too, like like he deferred to LeBron, like to where he would like you know let LeBron do his thing, but when he needed to get the ball, he would get a bucket. 
I know, but 2016 Kyrie, though, do you you remember oh, that man in the final? So <laughs> that man, that man, that man outplayed Stephen Curry yeah. in a finals, and Stephen Curry is arguably one of, is arguably the greatest point guard of our generation. Damn, coming off of the greatest season we've ever had. Damn, like, this man was the unat- like he outplayed. Let me let's give it some context. 2016 Kyrie outplayed. Not only did him and LeBron outplay the entire seventy-three and nine yeah. team, he out he won his matchup against the first unanimous MVP yeah. ever. I mean, in the year he won it. I mean, in my opinion, LeBron and Kyrie should have been two-time champions, but Kyrie got hurt in twenty fifteen. Yes, because that would have been his, that would have been their chip. My thing is, is like, look, what 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 about the 2016-2017 season? What are your thoughts on that? Like. Like that finals run. Do you think the Cavs team was was comparable to that Warriors team or no? Well, here's the thing. Um, Clay Thompson is a Clay Thompson is a like a like a borderline superstar. Right? He's like he's like all, high all star, like low low superstar type. Yeah. So I feel like LeBron was obviously the best player in that series. Yeah. Curry, I'm I'm a huge Curry fan, but LeBron versus Curry. I'll take. I'm taking LeBron and KD. I think. I think. I think I would have took LeBron over KD. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. LeBron is LeBron James. So you have LeBron, but that that turns. They won 73 games. No, I'm talking. About I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to break down their team on. They won 73 games. They were not supposed to win that series. They were down three one. No, I'm talking about 17, 2017. Oh, the next year. Yeah, I'm talking about with uh, like were those teams like close because. Oh, with be, KD? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like, yeah, like GG, GG. You GGs, think it was? No. You think it wasn't close yeah, at no, all? GG, GG. Because, <laughs> in my opinion, I felt like Kyrie did underperform a bit in that finals run. But I give him the benefit of the doubt because him and LeBron were just getting clogged down the lane, like every time. That's what I mean. It's a seven-game series, and you were playing. I mean, they just had too much talent, Golden State. They had too much talent. They just, they, it's the same roster as the 73 and 19. You add Kevin Durant. You add somebody who goes legit, go bucket for bucket with LeBron. Yeah, I'm not taking anybody over LeBron, but if you were to, it would be Kevin Durant. Uh, I mean, he, he did. I'm not taking anybody over LeBron, but if you need anybody to go against him, I'm taking you. You put Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, so it was interesting. That, that finals was very interesting. I mean, Kyrie, bro. Kyrie pretty underperformed a bit, in my opinion. Yeah. He, yeah, but. He did have that, one. yeah. Because it's hard to say. Like, if you say I'm gonna take Kyrie over Dwayne Wade, you don't know if you're gonna get that same magical. In my opinion, I'm ranking it. I'm putting AD last. Okay, understandable. And 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 I'm only putting AD in this. I'm putting AD last, a close last. And I'm probably gonna put D Wade first too. D Wade first, yeah. I, just off like the consistency, and just so off the well. fact that Dwayne Wade is like, a, you know, is another real. Like a like top fifty all time type kind of yeah you know yeah. won a championship by himself another great leader for sure more experienced you know I'm actually I'm actually looking at the 2016 2017 final stats just to like see okay so per games LeBron absolute month the man was averaging a triple double 30, 34 points twelve rebounds and ten assists that, that's not that's 
as basketball. He's a, he's a literal basketball demigod. And I was actually wrong. Kyrie played pretty good. The other guys just really played bad. I mean, they didn't have anybody else. I mean, yeah, you know, you got, uh, let's see, Richard Jefferson, Tristan Thompson, Kyle Korver, who played terrible with LeBron every year for no reason, Shumpert, <laughs> Derek Williams, Darren Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro. How many that, points that, a game did Kyrie average? 29, 4 and 4. <laughs> I mean, that man was doing 30 still. <laughs> that yeah. man is doing 30 still. Yeah, he was still a factor. That, no, not a, he was doing 30. Yeah. He was still doing 30 a game. So, Jeez. I don't know. Kyrie in the finals, it's close. Yeah, it's very, it's very close. close. But I, I, think I, very I think D-Wade edges it out. Edges, edges it out. Yeah, I'm going to give D-Wade the benefit of the yeah. doubt. <sighs> so, that's enough Kyrie talk. Yeah. Let's get to the next topic. Next topic, huh? um, we're going to go NBA MVPs. Are they really that valuable anymore? Like, what, right. what are let, me start, let me start this talk off. Let me start this one off. So, MVPs. People argue about MVPs all the time, about how LeBron could win it every single year. LeBron's supposed to have 10 MVPs yeah. and all that. I think that they're still a very important award because I've always looked at MVP for what it is. Yeah. MVP isn't is not best player in the league or not best player of the year award because it, it's the most the most valuable player award goes to usually the best player on the best team yeah and i feel like i feel like that's how it kind of should be i yeah. feel like that is how it should be i feel like it should be the best player on the best team rather than the best individual player in the league every year yeah my my thing is is that sometimes i feel like more have more weight to to the other ones that really don't. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So like Okay. Um let me try to let me try to use an example. Like Steph Curry's 2016 MVP. That has probably the most weight out of any MVP for the last 10 years. Okay, I can hear that. Because it was <laughs> I can hear everybody that. The voted MVP, for it. Yeah. everybody knew the the question was who's going to come in second. The man was unanimous. unanimous. Yeah, who's going to come in second? And uh, another MVP I was thinking of actually last year, Nikola Jokic MVP. Does it have that much weight considering that all the factors where Joel Embiid was outplaying him but got injured? LeBron James was playing very good and was number one at, at one point, got injured. Well, I feel like this, though. I feel like MVP is, um, is a marathon, not a sprint. So if... You could lead your team to a high record all year, stay in good health, and perform at like at MVP level to where you're ob- you're clearly the best player on your team, yeah. and everybody is scared of your team because they have to go against you and the rest of the guys. Then you deserve it because that is an accomplishment in itself. Like people don't <laughs> understand, taking care of your body for an 82 game season is is. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously not saying when you get injured it's your fault. But staying healthy is something that takes a conscious effort. It's yeah, not like sure. you just got lucky and stayed out. I mean, it does require a little bit of luck because it's not in your control. But being able to keep that level of performance for an entire season, yeah. That, I, like, I just think people need to stop worrying about MVPs in the sense of like, oh, just because 
Joker won MVP last year. They're saying he's the best player in the league last year. No, he, he I think wasn't. people just need to Well, he was he was the best. He had the best season, but he wasn't oh, the yeah. best player in the My, NBA. Yeah, I believe I actually agree with you on that. Like he he was the most valuable for his team because especially just rem- I just remember that Jamal Murray was out. So that kind of added more to the narrative. That's what I'm saying. Like the NBA is such a competitive place. So like being, so keeping your team in that like in that t- and because what other than Westbrook with his triple double season, I think all MVPs since like like what the eight like late 80s have been top three in their conference. Yeah, I, uh, I believe. Yeah, I believe that's true. With. Because I remember when I remember when Russell won it, people were when Russell had his triple double well, yeah, triple because, double season. People were saying, "Oh, um, nobody was because they were sixth. When yeah, they, they were sixth, and then second place Harden was was third. So a lot of people thought um, thought Kawhi Leonard deserved it or LeBron deserved it because they had top two seeds in the in their conferences. Which yeah, I feel like the biggest argument with the value of an MVP is just an argument of definition. Yeah, like people because, say. You LeBron know, hasn't been the most valuable player for. I mean, he is. LeBron hasn't been deserving of the MVP every single year. No, I don't think so either. Because <laughs> there's obviously a lot of other guys who deserve. You know, you got Kevin Durant, Kawhi oh, Leonard. And another thing, another thing I need to get on my chest because this gets me so infuriated when I see people saying what? this. People saying that oh, MVP should include playoffs, should include playoffs. Oh, oh, man, bro, man. It is the re- no, because you would be surprised how many people. We'll oh, say, oh uh, yeah, he had a great year, but yo, and then mention playoff thing. I actually got it a story is right the here. Kia most valuable player. It is the Kia regular season most valuable player award, <laughs> bro. You know what I heard? It is an eighty-two game season. It makes sense that they have awards basing your performance on just that eighty-two games. Yeah, the four to twenty games that you could play in the postseason do not include. And MVP talks, and they should never do regular season awards or regular season yeah. awards. <laughs> I have a funny story about that, actually. Um, you ever heard of Los Polos? Yeah. So he's like a big LeBron fan, and um, when when Giannis lost in 2020 in the bubble, he goes, "Oh, fraudulent MVP! This guy lost in the second round to the Heat. This and that. Da 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 da. Bro, he's not fraudulent. He he had the best performance in the regular season." In the regular season, he was the regular season MVP. That's like saying because in the regular season, he was the most valuable player. That's like saying, like, bro, um, Russell Westbrook didn't deserve 2017 MVP because he he got eliminated in the first round, and the guy who beat him, James Harden, should have won because he beat him. And and here's another thing, because people with the and to refer back to because probably the origination of this argument is people saying, oh, LeBron can win ten MVPs and MVPs and man, man, man. Yeah, LeBron. Has a doesn't come. LeBron won't be the most valuable player in the regular season, but people respect his greatness because they know once postseason time comes around, yeah, you know what LeBron does. You know LeBron is just coasting until he turns it up. If you look at the eighty-two games in its in of itself uh, as its own entity, like you're not worrying about it just being a prequel to the playoffs. Then if you look at it in just that sense, right, it should be the best player on the best team. Yeah, with the Finals MVP goes to. Somebody who won the finals, right? Yeah, best player. So the, the regular season team. MVP shouldn't go to somebody who, because the finals MVP is technically the playoffs MVP in a way, you know? 
Yeah. It only goes to the guy who led his team through to the highest point in that. If you coast through the regular season and come fifth in the East, like LeBron has multiple times, fourth, fifth in the East, it doesn't matter if you have all the talent in the world. For the regular season, you did not compare to the guy who came number one in the yeah. league. Like, uh, like I feel like Giannis' Giannis's MVPs are some are examples of like true regular season Bro, most like, valuable yeah. players. Before, he before is like the perfect that, definition to me of what an MVP is. I don't yeah. think he's better than KD. I can't even say all that. I'm not even going to get into that argument right now because there actually yeah. is a lot of argument where Giannis ranks. Maybe that'll be in the next episode. But yeah, no, we, we can, we can go into that Giannis. next. But before I wanted to say something about Giannis, that 2020 season, that regular season is one of the greatest seasons of all time for, for a player. MVP yeah. and defensive player of the year, just like just putting it out there. like That was one of the greatest yeah. seasons. The, and that is the type of, and it doesn't matter if he if he got swept in the first round ass there. Yeah. It does not matter. It, it does not matter. And it doesn't matter how talented you play if your team is not in the, the top ranking. Because just think about it like this. If you're saying the only thing that matters for regular season is how many games out of 82 you win, right? You're going to say that this guy is more valuable even because he was scoring 35 points a game for a team that came seventh in their conference. Yeah, then like uh, who maybe didn't put up as enormous numbers, but was making sure the actual job of winning games was being done. I actually have a good example of that. Um, two thousand and six, uh, Steve Nash won MVP for a second yeah. time. Right? What What does everybody say about that? Oh, Kobe should have won. R.I.P. Kobe, but like Kobe should have won thirty six points per game. This and that, bro. He came eighth, <laughs> and like. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like he came eighth. Yeah, and like the the real the real second second um place should have been LeBron James because LeBron James was averaging a little bit less in points than Kobe, but had a way better record. And that is what people don't understand that winning is winning is is a stat that gets calculated into how valuable of a regular yeah. season you had. And the fact is, that the narrative for Steve Nash winning that MVP was also big. A lot of it has to do with narratives too. Yeah, because MVP is have, a storyline. Yeah, Steve Nash. Most of the, most of the players that year were injured. I remember, um, well, a lot of guys left. Like, um, I, I believe Joe Johnson left couple other um, key guys and some guys were injured the entire season. And the fact that he still led the team to 60-plus games in the first in the Tough West with Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant. Um, and he led the Dirk team. Nowitzki. That team without Steve Nash is not winning Yeah, nowhere near that amount of games. And you look at the stats and you think, oh, 18 points, 10, 10 assists, bro. His, his, the stats have... His stats were, were not the yeah, greatest. His on numbers paper. don't tell the whole story for Steve Nash. That man, that man the led the team. His impact. That man the led the team. Another. So year. next time, I mean, and this is how I always look at it. Growing up playing basketball and like C- CYO for me was like a league that growing up, like everybody knows everybody because we've been playing in it for eight years, right? Yeah. The MVP of that league, I always felt like should be the. We didn't really have an MVP, but like. In my head, the MVP obviously is oh, who's the best team this year in CYO? Yeah. Let's say our lady, our lady Queen of Peace is the best team. Whoever the best player on the best team is is considered is the king of the league. Yeah, 
That's how I feel like all leagues should be. Best player, best team. And MVP, that's where it kind of narrows to. Yeah. Is, is in more that direction. Overall, best pure talent. Like, so from now on, MVP, we settled it here on Hoop Culture Podcast. MVP is winning is a stat when calculated. You need to perform not only individually, but you need to make sure your team performs at a certain yeah. level. The only exception... Russell Westbrook in 2017, that man broke an insane record that will probably never be broken again. Yeah, and 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 just think about what you have and to do to be sixth in the West. He was still sixth in the West. Yeah. And the narrative, it was just also the narrative. Kevin Durant just left. Yes. And, and this man, I mean, he led him to sixth in the West, and he, he did it in a way that we've never seen before. Well, we have, but we haven't seen in modern in yeah. modern times. You know, you got... We, he, so that's the only unless you're doing something that we haven't seen in decades, don't expect to be out of that top three in a conference and expect an sure. MVP. And don't expect your favorite player to get it. For sure. I, I agree. And you know, um a lot of people also bring up James Harden's MVP twenty eighteen, which um was probably it was one of the best MVP seasons in my opinion. I really James Harden season. James Harden I was, watching James Harden play with the Rockets was was a be- was beautiful. Yeah, that 2018 year was amazing, and a lot of people still think LeBron had that MVP when he came in fourth in the East. The East, not the not the West. The East. Yeah, because people forget terrible. the Rockets were were the Rockets were best were competing for best record in the league year after year when James Harden was leading them. Yeah, and I believe they won like 67 games that year. Yeah, they were really good. <laughs> they were really, really good, and they were on one man's back. And you could say you could say the argument: Oh, Chris Paul didn't play. They could have probably been NBA champs. And that is that is very true. But you know, and LeBron had one of the greatest playoff runs individually that year. Yeah, so I feel like, and and that's part of the skewness of why people think. That oh yeah no he was the best player in that year oh man yeah man. He, he was no because no. you win sixty seven games and you have the amount of control of a basketball team the way James Harden did there he should have been unanimous for sure <laughs> he should have been unanimous but yeah that's the MVPs yeah that's the MVPs um yo before before we finish off um you know it's crazy you know who's actually coming to Staten Island. Cool. You know, you know the guy who just exposed Chris uh, Nick Briz. Oh, see, whatever his name yeah, is, Chris. Yeah. So I, I remember um, someone, someone uh, typed on his TikTok. It was me. I said, "Come to, come to Staten Island," and he liked the comment. And he actually said he wants to come to Staten Island, like everywhere in the tri-state area, which is crazy. What park do you think he's gonna go to? I think he's gonna go to Travis. He'll probably go to Travis. Travis or- well, you might go to like, the Miller Beach or something. Everybody goes to get good runs. Yeah. That's the most like, that's the most like, um, like for those type of Bulls life type videos. Travs is the park I see. Yeah, isn't that the best? Or probably Maybe like, Clove. like Millen Beach got nice courts. Oh yeah, Millen. Yeah, Millen could be tough. Clove. That should be that should be the interaction. If you guys still watching to this time in the podcast first of all thank you yeah, second of all comment where <laughs> comment where we should tell all the influencers coming to staten island what park we should promote yeah and what park we should promote when you guys want to see irl content in the future because that's going to be 
Oh yeah, leave that down below. Leave what you guys want to see when it comes to IRL content. Because uh, I don't know who we're gonna get exactly, but you know, Just, it, it'll be fun. That's all I'm saying. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. So it's that episode. I'll see you guys Wednesday. Peace. Peace.